Hey, welcome to your Friday. And you know what that means by now, right? It is time for another edition of the Speaking for Him podcast. I'm Adam McNutt alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gomison. Hello, Adam. This is Andrew Gomison, and I'm very grateful to be joining you on this Friday. And we're going to jump right into it. Uh, today I have the privilege of profiling yet another great master arts presentation, the debut performance for the 2013-2014 uh, main stage season. And for that, we are doing they are doing Oliver, and it's a musical. And so here we go. Uh, we I have the privilege of welcoming into the studio Mr. Rick Sersha and... Whitney Dykehouse, and I'm very glad to have you guys here. Yes, welcome. We're happy to be here. Thanks, Andrew. And if you are a big fan of the podcast, then you know that not just one of them, but both of these people have been on the show before, even though Whitney's never been in studio with us. She was featured on our Christmas episode uh, about St. Nicholas, because she did the, it was the night before Christmas. Oh, very good. So if you go back to the archives... You can look that up and listen to it and uh, get back in the holiday spirit. But today, we're here to talk about Oliver, and I want to start with a couple questions for Whitney. Uh, Whitney, uh, how did you first know that you were hit with the acting bug? Well, um, probably... I saw my first musical when I was three. My parents kind of exposed me to theater from a very early age. Um, And I just always was surrounded by theater. We had posters in our living room above the mantle and the whole bit. So I knew I wanted to do something with theater, but I didn't really have the confidence for it um, until I took my first class when I was about seven. Um, And I started training, and my mom very wisely kept me out of the Um, actual competitive performing aspect for a while when I was very young because I was a little bit more sensitive than that environment probably would have uh, warranted. So I did started the training when I was about seven and um, did my first real performance when I was about 12 or 13. Okay. How did you get involved with Master Arts, Whitney? Well, I did my first show there in 2010, which was A Christmas Carol, and I actually was a replacement performer um, for another individual who had to drop the show, and so I kind of just happened into that environment, and I just really enjoyed all the people that I met there and the truly welcoming atmosphere, and I was hooked, and I did... Um, to Kill a Mockingbird there that spring, and then the next fall I did Miracle Worker, and I unfortunately did have to take a bit of a break from Master Arts for about a year and a half or so, but I am happy to be back to do Oliver. Yes, and as I've told Adam on occasion, and as you alluded to, Master Arts is very addictive. Yeah, uh, <laughs> there's something to it I'm hearing here. This uh, As Oliver opens, I will be celebrating my 10-year anniversary as a patron slash uh, active participant at Master Arts Theater. And I haven't missed a show since I watched Pirates of Penzance in September of 2003. And uh, I have now assistant directed two shows and been a crew member for another. And I am hoping to 
be involved in the Christmas show. It's a Wonderful Life once again. So yeah, that's where I made my that that's where I made my acting debut. Yep. So we'll see what this this Christmas season brings. But on to the show that we are here for, and uh, what is your favorite uh, show? Before we get into that, what is your favorite show so far that you've been involved with? Either at Master Arts or overall. Um, probably it's a it's a toss up. Um, either Miracle Worker at Master Arts, um, or when I was in high school, I finally got to play Annie. I kind of thought that my chance to do that ended when I turned twelve, but uh, luckily for me, my director did it when I was sixteen, and because I looked like I was much younger, I kind of had a monopoly on that, so I. <laughs> Got the chance to do that in high school, and um, it opened our district's new fine arts center, which was a really cool experience. All right. In in Oliver, you play the part of Nancy. Can you tell us a little bit about your character? Well, she is definitely the tragic hero. Um, she, uh, I don't want to give anything away, but um, she does risk her life to um, take care of this kid, who kind of falls into her, into her, into her life, um, and she just develops a bond very quickly with him, and finally feels needed by someone new, which is something that she's not very familiar with. Um, and she is just a very kind-hearted person who um, has not had the easiest life, and kind of gets mixed up with the wrong crowd, and um, doesn't really know how to get herself out of that. Kind of reminds me of uh, Fantine in uh, Lame is Rob. Yes. But that, that's that's another story, so we won't. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's very similar, though, to those of you that have out there that have seen Lame is. Um, you know, I know it's blown up in popularity since this Christmas. So if you've seen that, um, it is a very similar role. So. All right. And, uh, Rick, we didn't ask you here just to uh, sit on the stool and watch. We oh, did no. want to get your input. Oh, so, well, that means i got to talk. Now, okay. <laughs> now let's go to Rick for a couple questions. Rick, first of all, you're the music director for this production, is that correct? That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm the music director. Okay, and are there any unique challenges with this show as uh, music director oh that you goodness. could talk about specifically? <laughs> How much time do we got? <laughs> uh, the couple unique challenges... Um, being this is the opening show, we're in rehearsal right now, and there's lots of kids in this. And when you get lots of kids, and when you get summertime, you get family vacations, and you got people who are not in rehearsals because of family vacations, and you're tearing your hair out. But it all comes together, Lord willing. So it's that's good. The other problem we had was actually finding a Fagan. He's he's one of the he's he's the the. The lovable villain in this thing. The lovable. He's well, that's lovable. quite a word for a villain. Yes. <laughs> no, he's, it's true. He's he's very lovable, but he is very much a villain. Okay. But uh, it's a very hard role to fill. You just can't have somebody walk through it. It's got to have some depth to it. And we had a a heck of a time trying to find a Fagan. But we finally found one. His name is Jonathan Schaefer, and he is awesome. I know Jonathan, and that just made me a whole lot more excited oh, yeah. to do this show as if I wasn't already. But I'm, I just I'm look forward to rehearsals this. with him. He's <laughs> just 
He's just wonderful. He is. He's pretty good. So eventually I'll have to get him in the studio. But anyway, moving along, tell us about um, a brief synopsis of Oliver for those who may not be familiar with it, Rick. Okay, it's Charles Dickens. It's his his novel called Oliver Twist. Uh, it's about a boy who's brought up in the, the workhouse of London. Uh, workhouses for, for orphans uh, back then in the 1800s. Um, it was a hard life. And basically it, it shows the, the, the name Oliver Twist because his, his wife goes through a number of twists. But it's a redemption. It's a, it's a story of redemption. And it's, when you look at it in those terms, it's really very beautiful. And if you know anything about Charles Dickens, a great number of his uh, books have biographical implications, yeah. you know, as far as reflecting on his own childhood and growing up years. Adam, did you have any questions? Um, I, I do, yeah. So we've heard that you're directing this, the people in the play. When can we go and see Oliver? When's this coming up? Uh, we decided we're not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it opens up sep- uh, September 12th and runs through to October 5th. Okay. Uh, it's on Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. Saturdays from at 2 p.m. and 7:30. Thursdays and Fridays at 7:30. Very good. And uh, there's a way I'm sure to also uh, get tickets. Maybe a website to go to to get some more info. Yep. We got a black market. <laughs> oh, You'll right. meet me after the show. I will give. So should be good seats then. <laughs> there you go. No, uh, you can contact Master Arts four five five one zero zero one, or you can go on the website. That's www.masterarts.org. Um, the tickets are eighteen dollars for adults, and for senior c- citizens and students, it's sixteen dollars. Very good. Well, I am very excited about this, and hopefully. Um, I can get Adam to go with me this time and experience Master Arts for the first time. I need to get there. We'll see what we can work out. Absolutely. Um, Before we go, I just have one quick final two-part question for both of you, and that is, first of all, what is your favorite part of being involved with this particular show and making an appeal to the audience? Why should we come to see it? Oh, boy, I get to go first? Okay. Um, Let's see. My favorite part about this particular show, um, Rick mentioned it is a story of redemption, and there is a line in the book. um, It doesn't really come up much in the show, but I think the whole attitude of it does, which is that um, Oliver's mother tells him that goodness is rewarded and to remember that and live by it. And I think that is something that I have always carried with me through my childhood. My dad played Fagin when he was in high school, so this was kind of a family show for me from the get-go, and it just was one of my childhood dreams to be able to play Nancy or just to be in the show in general. So I think that's been my favorite part, and I'm excited to um, bring this great story to a new generation of kids. Um, And I think uh, the plea to the audience Um, would be that um, Master Arts, if you haven't been there before, is a really interesting, intimate setting. Um, It is only a 108-seat theater, and it's a very original sort of um, black box almost style um, presentation where you get a very unique experience. The building is completely accessible, 
and it's just a really interesting, different way of enjoying live theater. So I think it's um, it's been really fun to see how a classic musical that I've only ever seen done on the traditional proscenium stage is being brought to life in such a different space. So we invite you to come enjoy it as well. That's the miracle that is every show at Master Arts. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> I think my favorite part uh, of the show, um, at least so far, <laughs> uh, actually is the cast. The cast that we have is is marvelous. Oh, shucks. <laughs> Except for Nancy, everybody's on the show. Wow. No. Ouch. Yeah, really. No, he everybody. Was, he was asking for it, though. Yeah. There you go. No, the cast is, is absolutely wonderful. Um, the kids are, are a riot to work with. And as a music director, everybody is extremely responsive. And I find that to be an extreme blessing. Um that's that's my big thing. Well, thank you very much, both of you, for being here. Folks, I hope that you will check out the Master Arts website and uh, get your tickets and enjoy the show. Um, you no doubt realize by now that I'm integrating the podcast with the blog, so my blog will have some additional information, including the web link, when you go to the entry for this episode. So make sure that you avail yourself of the resources there. For the Speaking For Him podcast, this is Andrew Gomison saying, have a great weekend. And as always, keep serving the best of masters.